Enduro Racer. Look out for the rocks! It's our Sinclair 77. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our Sinclair. I'm John. Yeah, I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Enduro Racer. Ooh. But before we get into Enduro Racer, Aaron, I did want to acknowledge the passing. You know, we've lost several giants in the Spectrum world over the past couple of months. And uh, I just wanted to acknowledge the latest uh, passing of uh, one of these uh, legends in the field, Bernie Drummond, who was the uh, celebrated ZX Spectrum artist and programmer. He did Batman, Aaron, Head Over Heels. You know, we just did a uh, isometric game on Amigos last night. He was oh, yeah. the progenitor of, of those of that genre. Mm. And, of course, Match Day 2, uh, one of the more popular uh, soccer games on the spectrum. So, uh, melancholy happy trails to uh, Bernie Drummond. And uh, we should play some of his games in honor of him next time we do a spectrum stream. Mm, well said, but. All right, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Enduro Racer this week. This is a motorcycle game, and I know you're not really a big bike guy, right? No, yeah. correct. Now, did you, ever even, did you ever even have like a passing flight of fancy where you wanted to own a motorcycle? Well, yeah. Uh, I, when I was a, a young lad, I was really into Evil Knievel, man. Mm. You know, I love the Evester. Mm -hmm. And uh, despite the fact that I saw him wreck a million times, uh, on that big Harley of his, I was like, man, it'd be awesome to be Evil Knievel. But I'd never rode a motorcycle at that point, so it seemed just like a cool thing to do. Yeah. And then I rode, I was I was put on one, and I used to get ridden around on it, and then I never wanted to be on a motorcycle. That was the end of that. <laughs> I uh, You were one and done. That's right. I didn't like it. I've been on exactly one motorcycle for about an hour, and I was like, I'm done with that. I'm not, not oh, my, my bag. Gosh. You know, an hour-long ride is a long ride on a motorcycle. Well, it was broken up into several chunks of, of uh, excruciating uh, fright for me. So now, I didn't when do you it. when you were on the back, were you riding with a lady? No, I was riding with my uncle. Okay, uh, who uh, drove me up and down coal piles in the front yard of my uncle's of my grandfather's house? <laughs> oh wow! This is West Virginia, and we had he had these huge heaping coal piles in front of his house. I mean, stories tall coal piles and. Mm. Uh, cause he, you know, they would, I don't know why, for whatever reason, they would have these coal piles nearby. I guess since they just mined them and they were waiting to get picked up. And, uh, he thought it was great to drive his bike up and down these loose, flimsy coal piles. It may be great for him, but it was not great for me. So this was really more of like a dirt bike, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You see those, those are still very popular. They ride around my neighborhood at all hours of the night. Yeah. Same here. And I'm always mm -hmm. like, is, that, is this what you're doing with your dirt bike? <laughs> Or your four-wheeler, <laughs> whipping back and forth. Down. What I is wrong with you, you? This is one thing you will not see when you live over in Europe. You will not see people in side-by-sides. You won't see people in those uh, Kodiak things. <laughs> Just driving along out for a Sunday stroll. Have you, have you ever seen anybody locally riding with like a sidecar? No. You don't see... I, I don't think I have. Have you? I don't, I've seen people like, I, you know, when you go on down the interstate and there's mm -hmm. a huge like convoy, if you right. will, of motorbikes. I've seen people in those with a mm -hmm. sidecar. And I've also seen pe crap piled in a sidecar. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I was a kid, I used to watch your Batman show. Yeah. I just assumed that sidecars were plentiful because Batman and Robin had the little sidecar and you could hit the button and it would shoot off 
and it would they could, I guess they Robert could somehow steer together. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, if I had a motorcycle, I would probably mount it with a sidecar just for that extra stability because it essentially get, turns it into a three wheel vehicle. I'd get two of them. Can you mount oh. them on both sides? You know, the quad car, I think, is what they call that. And uh, that is something that needs to be explored because of that. It, it, why would you not have a separate sidecar on the left and the right? That's double your pleasure. Listen, if I was going to get a local uh, a vehicle for local travel, I would get the old Sir Clive special. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about. That's yeah. right. I want like a jumbo version for a bigger American dude, you know, mm-hmm. and then you paint it black. You put a bunch of Harley stickers on it. You know, <laughs> you drink, you, you have a, you drink a Michelob light while you're driving it around. You have a big stogie. You get one of those hats with the horns on it. You know what I'm saying? You think that would get me over and get out of the biker bar? I was going to say, what if you pulled into the coal miners lounge, you know, right next to that big <laughs> long row of bikes? I'll tell you one thing. I would not want to take one of those up a coal pile. That would be tough work, buddy. It would. It would. It would. I don't know if it would come back down. No. Well, um, you know, one great thing about video games is it lets us experience lots of things that we are either too afraid or just physically unable to do. And that's the case with this week's game, Enduro Racer, Aaron. Yes, sir. Let's talk about it. So, Enduro Racer, of course, based on the arcade hit boat. Did you ever play this in the arcade? I have. I I've, I've played oh. this a couple times. I'm so I'm, I was surprised to hear you say that. If I'm honest, yeah. Uh, this came out uh, way way back in Japan in eighty. I believe it was eighty six when it came out. This was a designed by uh, Yu Suzuki, the the big time Sega uh, King Dong of games, right. uh, and got a ports to a bunch of systems. In fact, I was surprised, but I guess this was a. Do you remember this being a fairly popular arcade game? I don't no, think it was. I don't remember this. I never saw this in arcade. This is only a game that I saw in MAME. I've never yeah. seen this in real life. Well, it, it got ports to the uh, Master System, the C64, the Amstrad, the Spectrum, the ST. And uh, strangely enough, the Thompson got a port of this thing. I really? I that sometime, yeah. Is that so the, it, uh, the Thompson? What's the, what's the model number? Is that the M05 or is that the Sword M05? I can't, I can't remember. remember, man. There's so many of those crazy weird computers in my brain. Uh, but this game, listen, in America, how'd it do? Eh, we don't know, all right? In Japan, uh, this thing did great. Uh, game Machine listed Enduro Racer uh, on their August 15th, 86th issue as the most successful uh, arcade unit of the month, and it remained at the top of the charts through September and October. Really? It was, yeah, get this. This this blew my mind here. It was Japan's second highest grossing arcade game during the latter half of 86, just below Sega Space Harrier. And it was Japan's sixth highest grossing arcade game of 1986. Sixth in Japan. You know, pretty good. It's funny. I was I was just uh, looking online and I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, we always saw Hang On. Hang On or Super Hang yes. On in the arcades here. Never saw Enduro Racer. And I was like, well, maybe Enduro Racer sort of came and went and then it was immediately eclipsed by Hang On. But that's not the case. Even though both these games are made by Sega, uh, they uh, uh, Hang On came out first. Or I'm sorry, Enduro Racer. Uh, Hang On came out first in 85 and then Enduro Racer came out in 86. So uh, I guess they're just two different takes on the motorcycle theme. Uh, Hang on being, you know, a street bike type deal. And this, of course, is a dirt bike off road, you know, pack track simulator. You know, I did see this in the arcade occasionally. I will say that. Uh, But it was a hang on was a much more prominent machine. Now, get this. 
I was nosing around because I always hear the numbers for Japan, but you don't hear much from outside Japan. Apparently, this was the eighth highest grossing arcade game in 1986 in London. So I don't know really? where that stat came from. but so <laughs> I'd like to see can, the rest of that list. That's how I would <laughs> too. What was big in 86? Oh, we don't. We right. know two games. That's it. Double Dragon, I bet, is on there. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're probably right. So it didn't take long to give this thing the old uh, heave-ho down the line to the uh, home systems uh, because this got released on the ZX in 87 boat, hmm. uh, published by Activision. Uh, it, was cr- it was worked on by Alan Laird, uh, Ian Morrison. Uh, and it was distributed for the 48K uh, machines. I don't think there's a difference. I didn't. Did you? I don't think there's any music or additional stuff on the one. On a, or there is no 128 version. For is I guess what I'm saying. As far yes, as I can tell, yes, there, there, there is. There is a oh, 128K is. version, and the 128K version gives you music and sound. So wait a minute. I played the 128 version, and that's the music I got. Well, there was music. <laughs> And so yeah, that's that's yeah. I see because yeah. I thought the music was a uh, um, it was a short loop boat, and yeah, I just assumed it's a short loop. And what's interesting about it is that it's not a continuous loop. Yeah, the music will stop, <laughs> and there will be a period what, of that's silence. What, that's what threw me. I was like, surely this is not the one twenty eight. Yeah, but that is that. That's the glory of the one twenty eight right there. Well, that's <laughs> that's bizarre. Now, so Aaron, just, I I actually own a copy of Endura Racer. I've got Ooh. it right here for the ZX Spectrum. And uh, i just like to tell you, Aaron, that uh, th- they make a big deal out of the fact that Popular Computing Weekly called this the best coin-op conversion. Okay? They don't say... Uh, and uh, it says uh, Sinclair User calls it the most faithful and compelling coin-op conversion. So uh, this was sold on the fact that this would give you the thrill uh, the, of the of the chase, the thrill of the speed of riding around uh, tracks on your dirt bike. Okay, that's what they said anyway. That's what they said. <laughs> you know, now of course we've both put this in the arcade. Just mm-hmm. so, just get into it. What did you th- What did you think about this when you booted it up? <sighs> well, it's uh... <laughs> it's not a good start when you saw that long. <laughs> this game has a lot of things going for it. Okay. You know, we've played quite a few racing games on the ZX Spectrum. And uh, I say this all the time whenever we cover a racing game on any of the systems. The most important thing in a racing game is to give you a good sense of speed. You know, that's really the, the black mark the, uh, of, uh, of the, uh, the abomination that is Test Drive 2, the deuce. I'll take uh, off. You know, it is moves so slow that you feel like you're standing still. This game... For, you know, whatever it does, whatever its engine is doing, it gives you the illusion that you're moving fast. And and it accomplishes that by putting lots of stuff around you. Okay, you're never just honking down the highway with nothing on the road. You're either seeing approaching other racers. You're seeing, uh, you know, objects strewn on the course, the rocks, the logs. I don't know if they're logs. That's the Lotus 2 thing. These are more like barricades of dirt. Um, you, you've got, uh, you got plants growing on the side of the road. Uh, there's always things that can scroll by you and that's where this game develops its sense of speed. And that's smart. So, uh, you know, first impressions, I were, were positive on this. You know, this is not a, a, a ultra colorful game. In fact, I believe it's a bi-color game. You got, of course, black, and then you've got the color of the road and the color of the skyline. Um, and, uh, but, uh, when you're in the heat of the race, that didn't bother me that much. So I guess I would say my initial impressions were positive. How about you? You know, 
this is your classic Spectrum game where you're right. It's you've got it's it's almost reminds me of playing like a LED game or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's mm-hmm. funny. Uh and uh they do they do pull off the speed with a little uh sleight of hand, you know. Well, you know, you're right. They scoot, scoot the stuff past you. You don't start off on the bike fast. You really take a little while before you really get up to speed on the bike. Uh, but they do do a good job of simulating the speed of the arcade game. I mean, this this game and the arcade game have some similarities, but I wouldn't. I mean, they're kind of the same game. You know what I mean? This is like someone's attempt to simulate the arcade game. I don't think they play necessarily the same to you no no i mean uh, this is exactly what the spectrum does with all of its best ports you know they don't try to give you a one-to-one conversion uh they, they have to they have to change some things they have to dumb some things down and they just try and capture the spirit of the game more than actually just than, than trying to do a one-to-one comparison because obviously the spectrum couldn't handle that it's like a it's like a uh, Halloween costume in the seventies. They yeah. do their best to get to make you look like Batman. They don't yeah. pull it off. What, what you got here is your Omega Race racer wearing a plastic apron with Chewbacca's head on the front. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I will say, I, I I did fairly well at the beginning of this game. I can I can never get past stage two of five. I, I don't know how well you did. I could never I, get past stage two either. Okay, so there's I guess there's that. It's hard now. If I was a dedicated bike guy and, you know, and played this, maybe I'd have better luck. And I came very close to getting to stage three. Uh, I had to end up watching it. The stage is changing color to simulate sort of the different area. You've got your uh, forest green. Then you've got sort of the desert yellow. Mm-hmm. Then you've got this kind of uh, blue. I don't know what that's supposed to simulate, like ice or something. Is that right? I, I think so. And, and it's worth noting that this game does feature sort of a parallax scrolling you know not only do you have objects in the foreground that are scrolling past you but as you make turns in the track objects in the background also shift with you which is a pretty impressive trick on the old specky it's not a bad effect i I thought they did a pretty good job uh with it it also they make it easy to play right out of the box you could it's got it supports all the different control uh options you look for Uh, again if you want to program the keys yourself or i use the kimston of course uh, to do it, uh, it's you know it the game itself, the speed, uh, the the actual arcadiness of it's okay. You there's a there's a play element where you go into these mounds that across the road. I'm like you. I thought they were logs, and I thought, well, this Lotus, what are they? And it's just like you said, it's almost like a big pile of rock or dirt. Mm-hmm. It's one of those coal piles in front of a your yeah. grandfather's house. So you got to kind of hit your button or pull back of the joystick if you do it right. Your guy will go over it in a controlled manner. If you do it wrong, your guy goes uh, honey over tea kettle up in the air, and you've got to fight to keep the bike in line when you right. land. And it's hilarious because your your the legs fly akimbo off the bike, and uh, and you are essentially holding onto the handlebars. I can't imagine how incredibly frightening that would be in real life, but it looks super cool. One thing we should mention too is that the animation of the, your biker is very good. I mean, uh, no, okay, I, maybe that's the wrong word. I wouldn't say the animation is good, but you're, you're drawn, the poses that your biker is drawn into are very dynamic poses. 
So, uh, you know, they could have cheaped out and, and basically just given you one for, you know, one still shot of your guy just leaning one way or the other. But you'll see he sticks his leg out either left or to the right. Whenever he yeah. flies up into the air, it's a you, you immediately can see, you know, the different parts of his body and things like that. So I, I'll say hats off to the designers of the, the main sprite. Of course, the Spectrum doesn't have sprites, but whatever, whatever we call that. Uh, and uh, that, that was really well done. Really well done. You know, this is one of those games, Boat, we get this a lot, that you have to sort of put yourself in the era, all right, and, and on the machine at the time. Now, this got released in the, in the later 80s. By this time, we'd seen a lot, okay? However, if you had a Spectrum and you liked this game or you were a dirt bike fan, this would probably scratch your itch. Are you going to go back and play this thing today? I mean, if you were nostalgic for it or something, obviously, but I mean, if you... I don't think this would be the version I would go back to fool with. I think it's it's okay, you know. And at the time, it was we'll get into this. It was highly touted. This was, and this was a big seller too, boat. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it's okay. I mean, it does give you the experience of playing a dirt bike. Some, I mean, you know, the 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 obstacles in this game are are insane. I would love to see a race where there were just huge boulders scattered right. all over the racetrack and we were jagged and big piles of, ro- of like deadly rock i mean this game's tough that desert level is brutal yeah and i this think is, that this takes away really, some of the fun this is where the game falls short and this is why this game is not very i i don't like this game okay instead of okay when you're designing a racing game, you've got to think to yourself, okay, what do we need to do to differentiate ourselves? And what do we need to do to make it more of a challenge other than just having twists and turns on the track? Okay. So let's add some things. Okay. Let's add some things that slow your biker down. Okay. Now, what realistically could you put in a, uh, in a motorcycle game to, you know, slow your progress. Okay. To, to hamper you. Okay. Well, maybe you put little rocks on the uh, on the uh, on on the track. Okay, sure. that makes sense. Uh, maybe you know you could put some the, the ever popular oil slick. Maybe some little uh, mini ponds of water, like puddles of water, that can slow you down. What you don't put are big gargantuan boulders on the track. Okay, <laughs> that's not realistic and it's not fun. I'm okay with doing wacky stuff if it enhances the gameplay experience, but this doesn't. It doesn't do anything but detract for it from it. Well, I guess that's the best they could do. It's simulating uh, obstacles that you would uh, encounter in, in a race such as this. Yeah, I mean, the, I, you know, the arcade. I, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not faulting the the spectrum version of this this yeah. is this is a problem with the game full stop um yeah. and I yeah. and I I much prefer racing games that do things to you that slow you down rather than make you wreck and then have to get back on the bike and start all over again and 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 uh you know I've always been more of a fan of outrun rather than pole position for that 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 same reason and yeah. so uh and so that this game I mean it's a technical achievement on the spectrum uh, I know it's very well loved. People, people have really go out when we talk about our high score challenge on this game. People have done incredible things with it, but the frustration factor on my end uh, was just too high for me to really put my heart and soul into getting a high score on this. Just because, well, I I tried, but it was horrible because it just and I didn't feel the need to try harder. I guess I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, this one I, I felt like I I knew it pretty well pretty quick. It's not like the deepest game. It's in some ways, I tell you, it's a lot like Hang On when we play that on the various versions. I mean, you play it, 
you see what it's got to offer pretty much right away, and then that's it. There's not like anything special waiting uh, to play it. They're they're both very similar games, obviously, same guy. Uh, and you know, this is uh, um, I'm kind of with you. Everything you said, it's not my it's not the most fun motorcycle game I've ever played. Again, it's a, it's a technical tour de force to a certain degree on the on the ZX, but it's not it's not one I'm going to go back and play a boat. Now, I will say I'm in the minority though. Uh, if I may get into it here, because this game was uh, very favorably reviewed, Boat. Um, back in the day, uh, Crash gave this a 92. Sinclair usually gave it a 5 out of 5. Your Sinclair gave it a 9 out of 10. Computer Gamer gave it a 96%. Uh, uh, CBG gave it a 90%. So it was right around that 90 percentile overall. It also was showered with praise. It won the CB&G Game of the Month, the Crash Smash, the Your Sinclair Mega Game, the ZX Computer Mon- the Computing Monster Hit, <laughs> and the Power Play Best Game of 87. Not too bad. Well, uh, you, you all, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know if there's another motorcycle racing game on the spectrum that can touch this. Well, I mean, here's the, the funny thing. It's funny you should mention that. Um, the ZX Spectrum version of, of Enduro was number two on the UK sales charts in August 87. Guess what it was below? Was BMX it Simulator. Oh, well, oh, BM- okay, well, BMX <laughs> Simulator. First of all, the BMX Simulator, I'm pretty sure, was a budget release that was like £1.99. So I don't know this, how they figure in the sales of a you know a, a budget title versus a full-price release. This was a £10-pound game. I should BMX Simulator that. is a joke, and that doesn't even deserve to be mentioned. Hey, I'm just saying, that's yeah. what... <laughs> I thought it was funny that you said that directly before I read that paragraph. Also, BMX is bicycle, not not motorcycle. Oh, I know, but you know what I mean. So we also got some uh, Discord reviews. This game is uh, very well reviewed on our Discord channel. Uh, Batman writes, Luckily for us, Spectrum owners, we got a very good conversion of this relatively obscure Sega coin-op. I remember first loading it on my Specky and being wowed by the undulating rolls and the decent, or, I'm sorry, undulating roads and the decent <laughs> speed and look of it all. Like most of us kids at the time, my pocket money at the time permitted me only the occasional full price game purchase, but I remember happily saving up for this as it had reviewed very well in the Spectrum magazines of the day, and I was not disappointed. I played the absolute heck out of it and devoted a little too much of my homework time trying to complete it. In my humble opinion, Enduro Racer is one of the best specy racers and is definitely in my top 20 all-time specy games. I think it still holds up rather well, a recommended 9 out of 10. Uh, SD writes, I spent many hours playing this on my Spectrum back in the day. The graphics were fantastic, and the frame rate is high enough to provide a real sensation of speed, which is a hallmark of a great racing game. Many 8-bit racers failed on that front. The jumping mechanic is genius. It adds so much fun to the game, and it elevates it to a great racing game. It still has the quality of being easy to pick up and play for a while before realizing you spent an hour racing and leaping. 9 out of 10, a specky classic. Jed Byrne writes, Enduro Racer changed racing games on the spectrum. The frame rate, 
Rising and falling hills and large roadside sprites all gave a sense of speed and movement not experienced since 3D Death Chase. An incredible technical achievement. My only disappointment was that there is no way of overtaking all the other racers to take the lead like you could in full throttle. No matter how many bikes you overtook, there were always more ahead. Eight out of ten. I agree with Jed, and that's one of my big problems with uh, yeah, a lot I of racing games, games like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, McChessers writes: Enduro Racer on the Specky launched to rave reviews, and it's not hard to see why. It really feels like it pushes the machine to its limits, with a lot happening on screen and a decent sense of speed. It's not without its faults, though. The decision to render all the sprites as partially see-through means they quickly degrade into an unreadable lump of black pixels when one is in front of another. Plus, I didn't remember the god-awful music from when I played it as a youngster. Turns out that I was playing the 128K version, but only had a 48K spectrum back then. As far as I can tell, the music is the only difference between the versions, though maybe you guys know better. If so, this could be the only case of a game that's actually better on the 48K spectrum than the 128. I'd probably agree with that, McChessers. He says it's pretty challenging and can be frustrating on occasion, but still had me coming back for another go. 7 out of 10. Pajaco 6502 writes a good effort on the ZX Spectrum. This game, oh, this game, like its arcade version, is also a tough beast to tame. Going over jumps, which is really the game's signature piece, and not crashing into a rock seems to come down to luck. I like hard games, but if I feel the game is cheating me in any way, it really puts me off playing. And sadly, because of the monochrome nature of the main game's graphics, sometimes when the screen gets busy, it's impossible to tell the difference between a rock, another bike, or a jeep, and so this alone can lead to lots of unwanted crashes. Technically impressive, but I'd sooner play Super Hang On or Outrun on the Specky. 7 out of 10. Mm. Jigglebox writes... This game has gradually grown on me. Great graphics and fast gameplay make it relatively immersive. I actually prefer the 48K version as the music got a bit annoying. There's and another the sound, one. Yep, and the sound on this version <laughs> is acceptable. One of the better racing games on the Specky, 8 out of 10. And finally, Mitsuyama writes, The USP of the arcade original was being able to control the bike with the handlebars, or sit on bike if you were lucky, and perform wheelies by pulling them. While this control method was not available for the 8-bit conversions, just having the wheelies and jumps made this game stand out from other racing games. The specking conversion does a good job of replicating the arcade game. The scrolling is smooth and gives you a good sense of speed. The undulating tracks are a nice effect, and you get some good height off the jumps. However, the use of transparent sprites mean that the screen can look messy at times, and the music is too short and repetitive. This is probably one of the better 8-bit conversions and is certainly a more accurate representation than the weird isometric effect or effort the Master System got. That's interesting. So I guess Enduro Racer for the Master System is a totally different different ball of wax. You've not played? I've never played. I don't think I've ever played it. Check that out, but Yeah. That, we, that's going to do it. What, that, we, was a, that was a lot of interest in this one, wasn't there? Absolutely, absolutely. This is a, a well-remembered game. And speaking of a lot of interest, Aaron, uh, we should talk about our uh, our Sinclair High Score Challenge. So mm. we want to congratulate uh, Z9K9 for another win. He got a score, Aaron, of 2,247,000. Insane, insane. Yeah, because I think uh, I got like, I think my high score is like 
58 or 60? Well, it's, it's, like it's hard to know because you never participate in these challenges. Well, I, Steve R. got second place, Jigglebox third, Mitsuyama fourth, Pajako fifth, and me rounding out the bottom with 262,000. So we congratulate all those of you who, uh, who participated. And remember... Every month, we do a high score challenge that's sponsored by Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky. Uh, and uh, he's the man with the plan behind the show. And uh, and we thank him for running the challenge. And we hope you uh, get a chance to participate in next month's game. Now, Aaron, did you get a chance to look this thing up on eBay? Did you talk about that already? I apologize if you did. I did look it up when he, I, I did look it up. I mean, it, it's there. It's the usual cassette price. Mm-hmm. You know, it varies, but it's under 10, under 10 buck takes it to the yeah. house. Yeah. 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 Um, now, uh, Aaron, before we go, we need to, of course, thank all of our fine, fine supporters. And we want to give a special shout out to our Clive's Club members, Aaron, Paul Harrington, McChessers, Jed Byrne, and Justin Tenpot Gamer. Thank you guys. Oh, and Orc Meal. I forgot about Orc Meal. Orc Meal has Orc joined Meal. us. Yeah, Orc Meal has joined us. So we want to thank Orc Meal as well as a Clives Club member. Remember, if you support the show at the Clives Club level, uh, not only do you get a, a rad magnet and a custom Christmas card at the end of the year, uh, you also get to help choose what games we play each and every month on our Discord server. We also want to thank our Spectrum supporters, Aaron. And of course, our Spectrum supporters uh, get access to the Discord. They get a magnet and uh, and and they are awesome people. We got Chartel, Shashi Das. There's some crazy names wow. in this list, Aaron. That's a tough one. Jigglebox, David Terrace, Andrew Waite, Eric Nelson, Cap'n Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Mark Downey, Hermsky, Peter Mulholland, Chris Folds, Gary Heather, Mark Durham, Mitsuyama, and Pixels at Dawn. Thank you guys so much for supporting our Sinclair. And of course, we uh, film our Sinclair live uh, on Twitch. So if you're interested in uh, watching us do this show live and participating in the chat, uh, feel free to follow us on twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. Now, next time, Aaron... We are uh, we are going to play next month is licensed title month, Aaron. Oh, man. <laughs> December's our Sinclair game is going to be a little thing I like to call Frankie goes to Hollywood. Oh, God. No. <laughs> so oh. relax. Oh, I knew it was coming. And enjoy this month's coming up game. This was voted, of course, on by Clive's Club and uh, nominated by Paul uh, AKA Hermski. And of course, a special thank you to the boss man, Paul Harrington for nominating Enduro racer for this month. So Aaron, were you a fan of Frankie and the, in the Hollywood gang back in the I day? Did like a, I liked a couple of their songs, but it's not like I'm an expert. I'm not going to lie. Well, we'll have to become experts by the time mm. next month's show rolls around. All right, guys, thanks as always for watching our Sinclair. We'll see you next time. And until then rewind tape and press play.